During crisis and economic depression, small business owners often struggle with making sales and keeping the loyalty of their people. Because if you ain't selling, it's hard to pay the bills. On the Ethical Sales Podcast, you will learn new ways to selling ethically and communicating with your people to create more loyalty and getting out of the rut of stress and frustration. When there is plenty of sales, there should be plenty of profits to keep things flowing smoothly and everybody be happy, happy, happy. Welcome back to the Ethical Sales Podcast with Raver Twins. My name is Owen Schrock. I'm Elias Raver. I'm Matthias Raver. Third voice. Yeah. You stepped out from behind the camera and now you're in front of the camera. I can step behind the camera again. No, it's and awesome. take the mic along. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Glad you're here with well, us. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate you finally getting that third mic. Welcome think- to the show. Awesome. I think 2020 is a good uh, year for us to remind ourselves that life doesn't have to be perfect to be great. And I'm trying to remind myself of that too. It's really easy to get in a place in our own businesses that we live in such abundance. I don't know how many people that we've talked with about this in the last couple of weeks. They said the dream as an entrepreneur is to have freedom and to have especially time freedom, you know, to provide an income for your family that allows you to have time freedom. And we've lived in such abundance and we still live in abundance, even though, you know, our business is down this year from what it was last year, um, mostly in the commercial world. You know, there was a lot of manufacturing that literally had to shut down manufacturing for a couple months. And um, when that happens, you know, they, they let you know, instead of doing that $100,000 contract, they, they want to, you know, maybe do a patch job or whatever it is. Let's get, let's get by for a couple months. But we're still living in abundance. Like we still have plenty of food to eat. Our bills are paid. And we have time to do things with a family. And that really is living the dream. Freedom. Yeah. When this deal started, I'm sure it's different for everyone. To start with, for me, I really like clamp down on expenses and mm-hmm. try to figure out what can I cut out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good to do. But for probably a couple of weeks, I was like, man, this is a dark time, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not freedom. No. So there's, I think there's different areas of freedom. Let's talk about some of the foundational things. I think one of the biggest areas of your life to have your freedom, to have found freedom in is mental freedom, mm-hmm. is, is a clear mind. Because that, that I, I think mentally that mental freedom is what really makes the biggest difference on the way that you approach every day, your life, your clarity. I think it's greater than, than actual physically being free. For sure. I like to use gratitude as keeping my mental, to keep me in the mental freedom. I sound like Biden there for a bit. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) This is not a political show, even though it may sound like it. Just stuttering around a bit, not sure what I was going to say. Yeah, but I think... Still cough something up. (laughs) (laughs) I think gratitude, you know, and talking about mental freedom... I think gratitude is something that we have to uh, really focus on is why is it that you are, uh, you know, maybe you have your own business or maybe you're a sales guy uh, and you kind of do your own, do your own thing. What, you know, what are the things that you're still grateful for and what um, and how are, how you're able to provide for your family still through a time like this? Like we could take our economy and cut it in half and, and, you know, from last year and most of us would still live in abundance. And that's what I'm trying to tell myself through this whole thing is, you know what, 
It's we still have a lot of things to be thankful for. None of us would want it this way. But at the same time, focus on the things that you are grateful for. Focus on why you started your own business or maybe why you're a salesperson, because you still have a lot of freedoms and um, it's still it's still an awesome time. I think one of the biggest things, too, is having, especially when a crisis starts, get some routines going, Mm -hmm. like for the family, you know, in your life, in the morning, get some routines going that kind of sets a foundation for the whole day and sets you up to mentally be prepared for that day. One of the first and foremost things on sales is there's really no limit to what you can make per hour. Your limit is your, is yourself, your skill set. As most people, um, just being an employee, trading your time for, for money, um, you have to put in so much time to make so much money. In sales, yeah, the more time you put in, typically the more you make. But you really, you're, you're not limited to, make, to spending 8, 10 hours a day to make $200. Mm-hmm. You might have a job that allows you to make $100 an hour, when you're actually out there selling. And so therefore you're utilizing your time mm-hmm. and getting paid for that in a lot greater way, which really gives you the freedoms to come and go as you want. It might let you take a day or two or three off a, a week. If that's what you want to do, might let you take a two week vacation where the person that's not in sales working by the hour, maybe he's working for your company. Maybe you're both working for the same person, but you just have different jobs. You can go out and make your money quickly. He has to work eight hours a day to make his money. Sales probably makes more millionaires than most any other. Yeah, I think it does. Position and there. I think it comes back to what Matthias said. It's really about getting the skill, learning the skill, and then putting that into practice. And maybe, maybe That's you right. need a different position. You know, maybe instead of a hourly wage, maybe it's time to look at something you can get a commission on. You know, mm-hmm. as a bonus. Victor Antonio talks about this. You know. Yep. Uh, maybe you do need some security, you know, find something with a base salary, but find something that'll give you a bonus based on your performance. Mm-hmm. And that way you eliminate that cap, really. As you get better at sales and selling, then you increase your income, which increases your freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's really what people are after. I think a lot of people are after this freedom of time mm-hmm. so they can do the things they want to do and not be tied down. That's right. And if a salesperson, like you, you talked about, you know, base salary and, and commission. If a salesperson have has confidence in himself, they'll be okay with that commission side of things. And if they don't have confidence, if a sales guy comes in and he says, man, I can do this, I can do that. And they start, because a lot of sales guys, you know, they want to tell you how good they are. But then when it really comes down to it and they find out it's a commission-based only pay, they run for the hills. And you go, why in the world, like, you were just telling me how good you are. If you're half as good as you are, you're going to make six figures plus. I had one of my roofers once um, ask me, he said, I just hired the sales guy six months ago and he's just not producing. And my first question was, what do you pay him? How do you pay him? What's your structure? And here he is paying him like $85,000 base salary. And his commission didn't start until he was like way out there. And I'm like, there's your problem. You know, he was frustrated because the guy was at home that day. I um, mean, he was supposed to be out making sales calls and he could see because his truck had a, uh, had trackers in it and he could see exactly where his truck was sitting. Um, and I said, dude, he's not hungry. And I think that's one of the things that in sales, like a sales guy has to stay hungry, go into commission and having a commission based salesperson, you'll attract the right people for that job. If it's commission based and they have their confidence in themselves. What are some base level stuff in salespeople? I'd say one of the foundational things is personal awareness. What's that? Hmm, personally being aware hey siri (laughs) yeah no i think personal awareness is 
that's base level, but most people I've, I've had so not very personal aware. Maybe I don't know. Is that, is that a, is that an okay statement to make? How can you be personally aware if you're not personally aware? Everybody has blind spots in their life. If you sit down and ask most people, you know, especially salespeople or people that have made some of their living at sales, um, almost everybody believes that they're great at it. While some are, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, I can sell ice to an Eskimo when really they couldn't, they couldn't hardly sell a ready heater to an Eskimo. Really the difference between you, know how you sell a ready heater to an Eskimo. Oh, you just turn it on and set it outside. Sold. As, as yeah, just turn it on. Yeah. So what does self-awareness even mean? A lot of times people don't realize there's a thing as self-awareness mm-hmm. until they hear that, that there's more available. Maybe uh, once they hit some limits, hit some ceilings, maybe can't sell, can't mm-hmm. sell, can't sell or have issues at work. And some people never figure it out. I think. Unfortunately though, most people who can't sell, can't sell on some of the examples that I'm thinking of right now, didn't blame themselves. They weren't self aware enough to say the problem is me. They blame the economy. They blame what they're trying to sell being too price too high, or they blame something else. They play the blame game. Uh, this one individual literally told me after he knew he wouldn't sell, dude, I can sell ice to an Eskimo. Like, dude, you can't sell nothing, but you just told me you can sell ice. Like he was trying to boost confidence up, which is good. You need to be confident about yourself to be a good salesperson. You need to be a confident kind of person, but, but you, you also need be to be self-aware right. and realize that the problem is me, that the guy next to me has sold $500,000 in the past six months. And I sold 10,000 in the same economy, in the same town. Maybe the problem is me, you know, nine times out of 10, when we have issues, the problem lies within ourselves more than it lies outside of ourselves. And oftentimes it's just us that we need to work on. Sometimes it's not even that much, but just we need to be, I think self-awareness is a great thing for us to be aware about. Right. And getting, (laughs) well, but getting feedback from the people around you is how you boost more. Like it's it's how you get and become better self-aware. Listen to somebody speak here a while ago on blind spots, which is kind of the same subject. It was said that everybody has three blind spots in their life that you're totally unaware of. And it's interesting to ask the people around you, what are some of my blind spots? What are things you think that I can't see? And be vulnerable and ask and you'd be amazed sometimes what people say. We actually did that here a while ago with our brothers. We just had a long road scary. trip. Yeah, I had a, had a road trip and we just did, we, we went around the circle and just said, you know, point out a blind spot. And so everybody had a turn. And a good to, spot. And a good yeah, spot. But everybody had a turn to, to point out some things and, and it was good. It was great. It was funny. It was, but it was, it made, it helped you make, it helped make you more self-aware. You mean it didn't even hurt? It doesn't really hurt when you ask for it. But when it's just dished out without asking for it, that's when it gets hurtful. But the truth is, if you're wise, you'll receive that feedback. If you own a company and your employees, your customers, your people are trying to tell you something and you're always like, no, you don't have, you, you know, you're not perfect either. Just shut up. Like if you're that kind of a guy, you're only hurting yourself, your employees and your company more. Allowing people to give you feedback is how you grow more than any other way. Really? That's, uh, that's feedback. I mean, you know, 10% can maybe be learned through listening to a podcast like this, to listening to speakers and books and all that. Like if you want to learn, it's good to tap into other sources. That's, it's amazing. You need to tap into other sources. But you can learn more from the feedback than you will from the actual listening into this podcast, listening into other speakers, you know, and then about 60 or 70 percent can only be learned through experiences. Like the majority of what you're going to learn has to be learned through the experience of getting out there, trying to make the sale, getting your teeth knocked in, 
having a customer tell you you didn't get it or a potential customer tell you you didn't get it, here's why you didn't get it. That's called feedback. Now you can work on that. Most of us don't like feedback because oftentimes feedback is it's perceived as painful. So that's the challenge for this weekend. A freedom challenge. Go ask for feedback. Yeah, go ask for feedback. Ask your start with your wife. Start with your spouse. Simple question. Just ask, how can I improve? How can I improve? Or what's something that maybe drives you nuts about me that if I would work on this area in your life, and you're just going to put it in a category to work on it, you're not going to get over, you're probably never going to really conquer that because oftentimes those things are just kind of in our DNA. I remember one time talking about feedback, just a simple little thing that's, you know, so foolish now looking back on it. My wife and I both laugh about it, but we had just left church. She said we had like a potluck or something that day. And she said, honey, I forgot my salad bowl. We need to turn around and go back and get the salad bowl. This was, we were only a mile down the road. I said, well, we'll get it next Sunday. It'll still be there. And she's like, no, I'd like to have my salad bowl. We kept driving down the road and she says, uh, can we please turn around and go back and get the salad bowl? Well, that's, I mean, it's as simple as turning around. And it just hit me. Like I said again, well, at first I said again, I said, we can just get it next Sunday. It's no big deal. Then she was just kind of quiet and I looked over there and it just kind of hit me. And I just looked at her and I said, hmm, this is not about the salad bowl, is it? For me anymore, it's not about the salad bowl. It was about winning. And she goes, yeah, I've been trying to tell you. And I know now looking back, you know, I know that there were so many conversations that we had that it wasn't about the salad bowl. It wasn't about turning around. I mean, it's going to take five minutes to turn around and go back and get it. But I had said, no, well, let's just do it this way. And now it was about me getting my way rather than, you know, just turning around real simple and going getting the salad bowl. So we turned around and went and got it. I didn't win that day. Like I didn't win that, that lack of self-awareness or maybe that area. I didn't just win instantly, but I put it in a category that says, hey, you know what? I'm going to work on this. I don't need to just win. I don't need to always be right. You know, it's still an area that I got to work on today because you don't oftentimes conquer those things, but you can put them in an area that you work on and you get better at it. So that was an area in my life. You know, I'm just being vulnerable. That was an area in my life that I had to put in a category and say, I'm going to start working on that more. I think one of the biggest things for all of us to just accept is the fact that we have things that annoy other people. We just do. We have blind spots. We have things that we are not aware of that we're doing to our customers, to our clients, to our families, to our wife, to our husbands, whatever. You know, recently went, walked into an appliance place and bought an uh, appliance, replaced a washer in the house. And the guy that sold us the washer, we'd ask questions and he drove me nuts. He didn't know he did it. I don't think, I don't think he was self-aware at all, but you'd ask a question and he would have this smirk or this little laugh that would make you feel like that was a dumb question and make you feel like, oh, that's simple. My wife and I both picked up on it and the guy had this air about him that was like, I've been doing this sales for, you know, I don't know, probably 30 years I've been selling these things and I'm good at what I do. He had this air about himself and then you felt like he looked down on you. Just the, his approach and the way, the way that he said things and the way that he sneered or laughed a little bit about the questions or whatever you had. You might ask, you know, how long's the wash cycle on this thing? And then he'd kind of, you know, do his whatever. Important questions, most of them he didn't even know. You know, it just showed me the importance to be self-aware, to not be like that to my customers. And, you know, asking, asking your customers, how can I improve? Asking your wife, how can I improve? What can we do? What can we do different? How can we make the experience a better experience for everybody and being vulnerable? Most people respect you for that. That doesn't make you weak. That makes you strong. You don't have to keep it all together. Nobody gives a rip if you keep it all together or not. They actually, people want people to be vulnerable. Just allow yourself to get that feedback. 
make some adjustments in your life and you'll start seeing some different results. Because if you want different results, you have to do some things differently than what you're doing them right now. And I think in the end, understanding all this is really to help serve more people. I mean, that's bottom line. That's that's what it amounts to. How can we get better at serving other people? Because in sales, that's how you win more sales. So why don't we talk about that on the next podcast? That might be a good idea. Serving other people is how you win. More sales. Thanks, guys. More sales, more bank, more money, more time, more freedom. I'm trying to do the outro, guys. Freedom. Freedom. Trying to do the outro. Freedom. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to the Ethical Sales Podcast. And don't forget, let freedom ring. And now it's your turn. We would love to get some feedback from you. Just take your phone, record a voice memo, and email it to support at leadermindedcom What did you like about this show? What would you like to see changed about this show? What else would you like us to talk about? How else can we help you? Again, just take your phone, record a voice memo, and email it to support at leadermindedcom And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. This episode was hosted by the Max Potential Podcast Network. Find more great shows at maxpotential.com.